Welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley. And on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And today we're talking about something that is so hard, but so important to talk about. And that is, how are you supposed to handle fighting for your marriage alone? So let's dive in. I thank you guys for joining us on, on this episode. This is a kind of a heavy topic, but we know a lot of folks are in this situation uh, because we get a lot of messages, a lot of emails. And thank you for those of you who write us on Facebook or email us letting us know what you're going through. It really helps us shape um, the episodes and the content that we put out because we want it to be relevant to where you are, that a lot of folks feel like they're fighting alone in their marriage. And what do mm-hmm. we mean by that? We mean when you feel like you're you're working a lot harder than, than your spouse is working. And there could be a lot of reasons for that. We're going to dive into what some of those reasons could be. But we also want this to be an episode where you feel like you're, you're given hope um, to keep going, but also given some very practical tools to know how to keep going when you feel alone in your marriage. That's right. You know, when you're fighting alone, you do feel like you're you're the only one kind of bearing the burden. And and you know, we've talked about in previous episodes about the Bible verse about carrying each other's burdens. And so it can be heartbreaking when you feel like you're the only one who cares about your marriage. You know, you're fighting alone when you feel like your spouse is on autopilot and they're not even tending to what's actually going on daily and they're not really listening and they're not really engaging with you and you feel like I'm the only one who cares here. And it can be demeaning. It can feel very demeaning because for whatever reason, you know, whether they're saying cruel things to you or just ignoring you, which I think can almost be worse when there's this silent treatment and there's no there's no connection, you know, there in in this period of your of your marriage, you can you can feel alone and frustrated and heartbroken. And, you know, I've often talked to uh, wives going through this and and they will cry. I mean, it's one of those things where you feel desperate for help, but you don't know where to go because your spouse is kind of checked out. And and that's a really hard hard place to be because you cannot change your spouse. And that, that's just the hard truth. And probably the hardest part of what we do in trying to encourage marriages, you know, you can't change your spouse, but I will tell you that God can change your spouse. Yes. And there are things to do. And we serve a powerful God, a mighty God that still brings dead things to life. Even if you feel like your spouse is miles and miles away and they're never gonna turn around and and connect with you again, I promise you we serve a God that can, can change their heart. And I think it's important that we remember that we're not the ones to change them, but we do, you know, have a God who listens to our cries. He he catches every tear. He knows the pain that we're in mm-hmm. and he wants our marriage to be restored. So I just want to encourage you in that and let you know that that he does hear your prayers. He sees how you're feeling and he is holding you right now. And and he is the only one who can really fill that void maybe that you're feeling. I think a lot of times too when our spouse checks out, we have this major hole in our heart because we want to connect with them. We love them. We vowed to be married to them for life. And suddenly, you know, they're acting like they could care less. It's just, it's it's a huge, huge blow to our our pride, to our, our, our wholeness as a person. And so it's in those moments that it's really important that we, we just turn to the Lord. And I think a yeah. lot of you listening, that's exactly what you're doing. That's why you're listening to this right now is you want to turn to the Lord. You want to lean on the Lord. And I just, I encourage you to keep on focusing on Him and, and know that He sees you and He loves you and he, he is the one who will fill your heart. And in the midst of that, in the midst of you grieving what's going on in your marriage right now, in the midst of you still trying to fight for your marriage and really, you know, holding out hope, just know that God is the one doing your bidding. Like God is the one at work here. And he is the one who is ultimately able to change your spouse's heart and able to get them to reconnect. Yeah, he wants to be there for you. The, the book of Psalms says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted 
and he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. So yes. God's always with us. He's always close to us. But there's a closeness and an intimacy we can experience with God unlike any other time yes. than when we choose to lean on him in those moments when we feel broken or alone or frustrated. And if that's how you're feeling in your marriage right now, this is a very unique opportunity for you to lean into God like never before and experience the comfort that he can bring, the guidance that he can bring, the wholeness that he can bring to your right. wounded heart and that he will carry you through this. Yes. Regardless of how it plays out. He, he will carry you through this until that point where your spouse finally kind of comes back to their, their senses, so to speak, and returns to you with their whole heart and the marriage can be restored. And God is even with you fully and completely. If your spouse just continues to drift away and ultimately walks out the door altogether and you you end up divorced, regardless, just know that your God is the one who really controls your destiny. It's not your spouse right. or anybody else. Um, and he has good things for you no matter what. And so we want to we want to talk about that. A question that we we get sometimes is what about when your spouse wants a divorce and is already out of the house? It's kind of a different level when you feel like you're alone in a marriage where you're both still going through the motions, you're both still under the same roof and it, maybe you maybe your spouse is even okay with the current arrangement. Right. Maybe they feel like nothing's wrong and that's you know that's a difficult place to be and we know we know couples yes. like this. You know, we know friends where you know, the the wife or the husband will say like, I feel a totally alone here. I mm -hmm. feel like I am, I'm carrying all this on my shoulders. I feel um, so lonely. And yet I feel like I don't have a partner. I don't have a best friend. I don't have a spouse who cares for me and is committed the same way, the same level I am for them. And the other spouse is just kind of like, we're well, fine. We're fine. I mean, this <laughs> yeah. is, this is fine. You know, and that's a really difficult place. We want to talk about that, but we also want to talk about this other extreme where you guys are, you know, you're you're essentially separated. Right. And you're trying to fight to say, wait, come back. Let's do counseling. Let's do something. And the other spouse is just, they're like, I'm done, you know, and we've, right. we're walking through this situation with, um, with some friends as well, mm -hmm. where, you know, the, it's can be the husband or the wife again, who's just like, I'm doing everything I can. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking, but they are just, my spouse is just so determined to end this marriage and I don't know what to do to try to save it. So let's right. start with the situation where you're, you're in the same house, you're under the same roof, and, and it's just this one spouse feels like they're essentially working harder than the other one. Right, yes. And that, and that you know, tragically is how a lot of people live, you know, where one spouse is really trying to engage. They're the ones praying. They're the ones wanting to do, you know, marriage conferences together. They want to have a regular date night, but the other spouse is just kind of aloof about it. That's a really hard place to be. So I would encourage you in those moments, you know, be really strategic about keeping in the word, keep on praying, because it's so easy to get angry and let anger really yeah. settle in. And, and that anger will turn to bitterness and rage even. And, and I've seen even that one thing, you know, where, where there's, there's this little glimpse of hope and then suddenly it's, it's like time, just kind of that anger settled in and it turns into that bitterness and then rage and just the rage alone ends up breaking up the marriage. So you have to be really rooted in the Lord in this because, you know, you have every reason to be upset. You have every reason to feel frustrated and to feel like your spouse is letting you down because they are, they're not engaging with you. You know, they might be in your house, but in every other way, they're just kind of doing whatever they wanna do and not engaging in the marriage. And so you have every right to be upset. But I think it's very, it's very important that we we direct our disappointment and and direct that even that, you know, being upset and our crying out to God first, because he's the one who really tempers our hearts and helps us 
to really find the words to tell our spouse. This doesn't mean you don't need to go to your spouse and say, hey, I think things are not what they need to be. We certainly need to say that, but how we say that is everything. Like if we go to them and we are snapping at them and we're cutting them down and saying, you know, you're a loser and you're not even fighting for our marriage and you never did this and that. And we just start listing off everything they're doing wrong. They're gonna walk, you know? They're gonna walk and, and they're gonna they're gonna look at those things and, and call those reasons, even though, you know, that's that's clearly wrong. I mean, that's just gonna give them more fuel to want to turn off um, the kind of their hearts from you. And so I just encourage you, in order to kind of keep the communication line open, go to them out of concern and say, you know, what's going on? Are you okay? I feel like we're disconnected. Because I think when you approach it that way, it's not attacking, it's out of concern. And so when you can go to your spouse and say, I feel like, you know, that we're not connecting. And I feel like it's because maybe, maybe you're hurt. You know, have I done something to make you not want to talk? Is there something that I've done to where you feel like disconnecting because I want to help you? And when you come from that posture of wanting to help, it's really hard for your spouse to be angry at you. And I promise you, eventually they might open up. You know, I was talking to a military wife years ago and she wanted, you know, some marriage counseling, but her husband at that time would not come. Again, he did not see that anything was wrong. He felt like everything was just fine. And whenever she would bring up, you know, we need to go to marriage counseling, he would kind of shut her down. So we talked about it and she cried and just said, you know, I feel like my husband, I don't know what's going on with him anymore. I feel like he's totally kind of hardened his heart towards me. You know, we've got these young kids at home. I want our marriage to work. And I just, I miss him. I mean, she truly just missed the connection yeah. with her husband. And she was doing everything. She was praying. She was reading books. She was going to church regularly. He didn't always make that a priority. Well, you know, we met several times and then there was one day where he came home and he was frustrated and she went to him and she said, listen, what's going on? What is going on? I've, have I done something to make you feel like you can't talk to me? Because I want to help you. I can tell you're, you're, you're really carrying a heavy load. And she said for the first time in years, he actually told her what was going on. And he started tearing up. This big, burly military guy started tearing up. And he said, you know, I'm having all this, this pressure at work. I don't know how to handle this. And he started explaining the situation. And she said, it was like, just everything, you know, they connected for the first time in years. And, and he just started, you know, really kind of showing her his burden and allowing her to bear it with him. Yes. And it was this beautiful connection. And it was a turning point in their marriage. He started coming to church more. You know, she her demeanor changed because she was like, okay, I'm finally kind of, we're moving in the right direction with our marriage. And it doesn't mean it changed, you know, completely overnight. They had some work to do because they had been disconnected for so long. But because she went to him out of concern and not with accusations, he finally opened up. And I think if my friend had just gone to him and said, you're not being a good husband and you're not talking to me and just like telling him everything he's not doing, I don't know if he would have opened up like he did. So it's really important that we come as a friend. You know, it, again, we talk about being best friends in our Naked Marriage book. That's a huge part of, of having a naked marriage is, is being your spouse's best friend. Well, a friend comes out of love and out of concern and not with accusations. That doesn't mean we don't talk about hard things or point out maybe something that is a major concern, whether your spouse is sinning or, or doing something that's destructive to themselves or the family. But when you come out of concern, it really breaks down those walls. It really, really does. And if you look at your spouse, not, not as a burden, even when they're the, the cause of a lot of the right. pain. Like I, I talked to a really close friend just this week and, you know, he was kind of pouring out his heart about some of the difficulties he's having in his marriage and has for a long time um, that, you know, he says he feels like he's the one doing all the work, carrying the burden, right. and that his wife is not reciprocating any of that. 
and that also she's not doing really anything to lighten his load, which he he takes is is love, you know, like right. acts of service is his love language, and she's just not essentially doing anything. And the frustration of that and the hurt from that is really mounted and mounted over time, and really just started to just really crush his his heart. He said, "I feel like I have." three kids and my do- and my wife is one of them and but she has access to you know to all my money and and is spending it in ways that I you know wouldn't wouldn't want it spent and he just feels really really frustrated but digging a little bit deeper in the situation she's had a lifelong battle with anxiety disorder she's herself wrestling with a whole lot where i think in her way she's doing all that she can do to right. to love him to be a good wife to to be a good mom but at the same time, she's having to spend a whole lot of energy that would otherwise go to her husband and go to the family just to maintain the struggles that she's facing and that she's feeling and that she right. needs, you know, she needs help, you know, to get through that. And so if you're in that kind of situation, and I cannot imagine to be on either side of that, you know, to be the you know, wife with this huge anxiety issue that she's faced all of her life or to be the husband who feels like he's always been married to someone who's never really been in a position to you know, to reciprocate, to be a partner in any way. I'm just, you know, praying for couples in that kind of situation that God would give strength to both of them and help them lean on each other and lean on him in new ways and not to see each other as a burden, um, not to, not to rank how much I'm doing 70%, you're doing 30, not to rank it that way, but to give your best, even when your spouse is not in a position to reciprocate. Right. Uh, because that's what love is. And I think eventually there will be times when that spouse can reciprocate, but we can't measure love just like it's a transaction. Like it's Because it's not. Because it's not. That's not what love is at all. I We've, mean, Jesus himself showed us that. That's right. And he gave us his very best when we were at our worst. And if your spouse is in a position when maybe they're at their worst right now. The love you give them in those moments is the purest love you could ever give. Absolutely. And, and I think God will, and if you do it with, with choose to do it with joy instead of bitterness, God will do something in you, I think, to make up for the lack of what your spouse is in, an, in a position to give. And I know mm-hmm. that's difficult. It's easier said than done. And I think counseling, this is where counseling is tremendously helpful. I think that when you feel like you're fighting alone, you need somebody in your corner who is going to help root you on and give you perspective and sometimes bring you down from the anger that you're feeling or the bitterness that you're feeling. Yeah, talk you off the ledge. And so, uh, you know, I I just cannot just say enough about finding a biblically-based Christian counselor in your area. If you go to the Marriage Today website, we have some that we can recommend. We also have a marriage coaching network here where you can come in. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you can literally schedule a time to come in and meet with a marriage coach, but you can also call them or Skype with them. And uh, it's just, it's a game changer because we need somebody, we need somebody to help us navigate this. And sometimes I I wanna say this little point too, and I know we've touched on this in other podcasts, but it's it's very important to understand that when you and your spouse are in this in this time where they're kind of you know one foot out the door and you're fighting alone, you need to resist the urge of calling your your mom or your dad and talking all about this because you know you're praying for you to get back together and when that happens, your parents are not going to forget about all the hurtful things your spouse did because they're your parents, and and so you have to resist that but you can't do it alone. You need somebody. So please take advantage uh, of the Marriage Coaching Network we have here at Marriage Today. For more information, you can go to the website, marriagetoday.com. Slash coaches. Slash coaches. And if you don't do that, please find uh, a Christian marriage counselor, a Christian counselor in your area and, and, and just go to them on a weekly basis and it will, it will help you to have hope. 
It will help you to navigate some of the the dynamics of your marriage and maybe give you a different perspective about what you personally can do to fight for your marriage during this season. But they will also encourage you. And you need that encouragement. You need to know that you're not doing all this in vain, that you're not alone in this, that God is with you. He is for you. He sees you in your pain. And so I just, I can't say that enough that, you know, you need someone to talk to. And it's really awesome to have somebody who you know loves the Lord and who is is professionally trained to help you navigate these hard, hard moments in your life. Yes, even if you're alone. I mean, maybe you think, well, I can't do coaching. Oh, absolutely. I can't do counseling because no, do my spouse won't show up with me. These are options that you can do alone. You can yes. fight. You and God together can fight for a marriage, even when your spouse isn't currently on board. And the coaches at Marriage Today um, can, can meet with you there. There are counselors in your area that can do the same. You need to surround yourself, insulate yourself with encouragement in your church and people that are, like Ashley said, going to be those positive influences. Right. Who, because you're vulnerable when your spouse, when you feel like your spouse is not on board with you, when you're desperately trying to fight for a marriage. Right. You're really vulnerable to a lot of different kinds of temptation. Um, you're vulnerable to, you know, to bitterness. There's mm-hmm. just a lot you're vulnerable to. Even to fantasy. I think sometimes we can even fantasize a life without having the struggle of fighting for your marriage alone. I think we can start looking on Facebook. We can start, you know, thinking, well, maybe my life would be better if I wasn't with my spouse or maybe things wouldn't be so hard and and I would just not have to deal with this anymore. You know, I think it's it's easy to want an exit strategy when, when we're getting frustrated and we feel like it's not going as fast as we'd like it to go and that it just keeps on lingering and our spouse keeps on growing further apart from us, it's easy to get discouraged. And so it's so important to go to a counselor alone. Keep on asking your spouse to go to a marriage counseling, but in the meantime, definitely go alone. I think it's wonderful to have a confidant you can talk to who can help you navigate these things. And again, if you'd like to, to have a talk to a marriage coach at Marriage Today, it's marriagetoday.com. Uh, slash coaches, and they are awesome. I've met all these these wonderful coaches, and they are amazing. They really are. So definitely do that. But, you know, we want to talk now, now about, you know, if your spouse has already left, like you're you're technically separated at this moment. Your spouse is maybe threatening divorce, or maybe maybe there are divorce papers that are already drawn up, and, and they're ready to sign, and you're not, and you're in that predicament. That can be really, really difficult. It can be, and we know that there are many listening who are in that exact place. Um, we've seen We've seen God work miracles in that situation, um, and we've, you know, we've seen it. And we want to just stand with you believing that a miracle can be done in your marriage, and we want to give you a few, a few tips and tools. But we also, again, want to reassure you that if your spouse ultimately chooses to go out that door and never come back, even when you've done all you can to fight for it, you do not need to hang your head down in shame. No. You do not need to feel like God's punishing you or that this is your fault. If you're doing everything you can to save that marriage and your spouse still— still walks away. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote about this. He gave instructions about this 2,000 years ago, um, referring to the unbelieving spouse, which even if your spouse would say they're a Christian, they're behaving as the unbelieving spouse because they're not believing in this marriage and they're not believing in God's plan for marriage if they choose to walk away. Paul says in those situations, do everything you can to live at peace with them, Mm -hmm. to, to fight for reconciliation. But if they ultimately choose to divorce, he says, you know, let let them go in peace. Like you cannot force somebody right. to be in that situation and you can live, you know, live your life in peace. But as for the fighting for the marriage part, do everything in your power to pursue reconciliation. Um, if you have children, uh, do everything in your power to promote healthy relationships between you and the kids, your spouse and the kids, you and your spouse together with the kids. Right. You and that, that spouse are going to be part of each other's lives forever, even if that spouse forces a divorce here, 
you're going to be part of each other's lives forever, and you need to do all you can to be a peacemaker. You know, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. And so, right. you know. So how you talk to them and about yeah, them is how, huge it's, here. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. But look for any way to get that spouse to try to come to counseling with you. Even if you have to say, listen, our relationship is going to be, needs to be healthy for the sake of the kids, even if we're divorced. So will you come to counseling with me right. and, and get them to come under that premise Right. But your whole goal is, Lord, do a miracle in this process. You know, work mm -hmm. in their heart in this process and help them not give up on their marriage. Because if if we're going to go to all this trouble of co-parenting together, then why don't we just fight for our marriage and do it under the same roof and make this work? So keep doing what you can. There's there's a book we always, you know, we, we love it when you guys read our book, The Naked Marriage Book. Thank you for those who've read it or listened to the audiobook version. But I want to recommend a book on this that um, we did not write or have anything to do with. There's a book called The Love Dare, which mm -hmm. is a 40-day exercise written by Alex Kendrick. It went along with the movie called Fireproof that came out years back. And this is a, a book or it's an exercise designed specifically for when you are fighting alone in your marriage and you're mm -hmm. wanting something to do to really fight. And it's 40 days, day one, do this to your for your spouse. They do to this. It's, it's ideal if you and your spouse are still under the same roof to do the love dare. But even if that spouse has separated, I would say get that book, you know, might be the best 10 bucks you spend this month and follow that that plan over the course of 40 days to really right. show love to your spouse. And in doing that, I believe the Holy Spirit can can take those efforts you're doing and help them take root in, um, in the really hardened heart uh, of your spouse. Absolutely. You know, part of the love there, it's just, it is an awesome book and I love it, especially for this kind of situation. It's, you know, calling out the good things you see in your spouse. And I will tell you and warn you, if you don't already know this, when your spouse is already kind of checked out, when you compliment them, they're, they see that as like, oh, you're just saying that because you want to get back together. It's just a ploy. Like you're not going to continue saying that. So everything is going to be taken kind of with, with rolled eyes at the beginning, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't say it. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't, you know, keep on being kind. It doesn't mean that just because they're not receiving it, that they're not actually receiving it, okay? Their body language and what they say might say otherwise, but they're still hearing you and they're still seeing what you're doing and God sees what you're doing. And I'm telling you, just those little acts of kindness, those little ways that you remind them who they are in the Lord, you remind them why the two of you got together in the first place, those things are gonna sink in and God's gonna do something amazing with those. And we've literally seen this change marriages. You know, we have dear friends of ours, they were in a horrible spot in their marriage. They were, basically the husband was being verbally abusive. Uh, they were just, just not getting along at all. They had one child at the time. And I would meet with the wife and Dave would meet with the husband and the husband was totally done. I mean, he was like, there's no hope here. Like, I don't know why I'm even trying because clearly we're never gonna get along. I don't even love her anymore. I'm not even sure why we ever got together. This is the things the husband was saying. And the wife, she had hope at the beginning and she was really fighting and she was really trying, but he was being so hateful to her. I mean, honestly, very, very verbally abusive, you know, saying very cruel things to her that she, she finally got to the point almost of apathy of like, I just don't know if I have it in me anymore. But they continued coming to church, maybe not always together. And they also continued coming to their small group, even though they wouldn't even sit together in the small group. And God used the people around them to literally change their perspectives and ultimately save their marriage. And it took time, but it was little by little. And this is one of those situations where it could have gone either way. I mean, this is it was a very tough situation where Dave and I were praying, but we didn't know. We didn't know what was gonna happen. And, uh, and little by little, they started, you know, talking again in a healthier way. They started, you know, flirting again 
eventually. And again, this takes a lot of time. And then they ultimately decided to renew their vows and they recommitted their lives to the Lord and to each other. And I'm just so excited to say this was probably two or three years ago and they're now pregnant with their second child and they are more in love than they probably ever were even on their wedding day. And it's just a beautiful story of what God can do even when it looks so bleak. It looks like, you know, we don't clearly know how to communicate or treat each other with respect. And so this can't go on. That's kind of where they were, but God did a miracle in them and they don't talk to each other like they used to. You know, there's no longer any verbal abuse. There's been so much, so much uh, repentance and there's been so much forgiveness in this relationship. And it, and it wasn't a quick fix, but over time, God did do a miracle in their marriage and they li- literally are walking miracles. I mean, this is one of those things that Dave and I witnessed with our own eyes. And whenever I see their posts on Facebook, I literally tear up. It like makes me, just talking about it right now, it makes me tear up because I just am so thankful that God still brings dead things to life, that he still gives us beauty for ashes because that's what he does with marriage too. And I just want you listening to know that if you are that spouse and, you know, if I was sitting across the table from you drinking coffee and you're crying out your heart to me saying, you don't know if there's hope, I want to tell you that there is hope. I would look you in the eye and I would grab your hands and I would say there is hope. And there's hope because we serve a God who, who wants to restore our hearts. He wants to restore marriages and, and he can do that for you too. Now, if you were listening and, and maybe your spouse is the one fighting, that you see what they're doing, you see them trying to remind you of, of the, the man or woman of God that you are, trying to, to remind you why the two of you got together, trying to really give you that olive branch and have communication once again with you. I think that God's using this to, to bring you back to him and to bring you back to your spouse. And so I would tell you, let this day be the day that things change, that you go to counseling with your spouse, that you do those things that you know you need to be doing for your marriage, that you give it another chance that you know that God has more for you here and he has hope for your marriage. I just pray it's a turning point for you today. This is a real, real life issue that a lot of you guys are in. And we, we also, we believe in the power of prayer. We believe that God is with you in this struggle. And we want to close this out. We don't, we don't uh, close in prayer every time, but for this topic, I just feel like this is uh, the way we need to close. And so um, I'm going to pray with you and for you. Just receive this as a blessing. Um, If you're driving, please don't close your eyes during this prayer. (laughs) Don't want you to meet Jesus earlier than you need to, Um, but but just to receive this prayer uh, as a blessing. Father, we want to lift up uh, every husband, every wife who's listening right now. I want to first lift up that that spouse who feels like they're fighting alone. Give them your strength and your hope and your peace as you promised to do. Uh, Give them endurance and encouragement. Surround them with people who will love and encourage them, protect them, And Lord, just do a miracle in this marriage. Answer their prayers for a miracle in their marriage. And for that spouse who, God, is is just wayward right now, who's running the opposite direction, would you just pursue him or her, bring them back to their senses, bring them back to their, their marriage. And God, just, I pray that you would wreck whatever reckless fantasies that they're living in that make them think that divorce is the option. And would you just bring them back to recognizing the beautiful blessing they have right in front of them with a spouse who's so willing to fight for them. I pray, God, for miracles in marriage, and we see this every day. We know you're still doing miracles in marriage, and we just thank you for that, and we are praying all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Naked Marriage Podcast. Thank you for for subscribing, for sharing. If there's somebody in your life who is in this situation, would you share this episode with them directly? Just copy the link on your smartphone and send it to them as a text message. Just say, listen, I'm praying for you. And I think this episode could give you some help and encouragement and hope. And then together, you're partnering with us to spread the word to the people who need it most. 
That's right. And just know that we're continuing to pray for you. Again, God sees you. He loves you. And He will carry you through this.